This Richmond podcast episode is completely different to the previous ones that I've conducted because in this situation, the footballer in question cannot tell us his story. Instead, we have to piece that together through the memories of his teammates, his friends and his family. This is the story of Trevor Ott. Trevor Ott played for Richmond in the reserves on the under-19s in the mid-1970s to the late-1970s, and then went to the Oakley Football Club. But Trevor Ott died in 1983 at the age of 25. So how did his name get in my mind? Well, it all began previously with my interview with David Miller, who played for Richmond. David Miller takes up the story. When I did the podcast with you, one of the main reasons when I thought about doing it was um, for my kids, that they would have, you know, something to maybe, you know, remember it about. And then about two weeks later, you sort of uh, think about what you should have said. And then I, it brought back memories of a dear friend Trevor Ott who passed away. And that's why I yeah. asked you, would there be any way of, maybe putting something at the start or finish in memory of Trevor Rock because for his family, I just, I just thought it would be a great buzz to, you know, some connection down the line or the, you know, the generations that go past of, of Trevor and he's not forgotten because, look, I played five games at Richmond and I was lucky. He could have easily been him. So, and he was such a lovely man. So it was David Miller who planted the seed in my mind, and that's what this podcast is now about, the story of Trevor Ott and tracking down as much information about him as I could. So knowing that Trevor Ott played for the Oakley Football Club, I reached out to a gentleman by the name of Ian Westman, who sort of is the go-to guy when it comes to finding out stuff about the history of the Oakley Football Club. And he suggested I contact Jeff Marshall, who was a former teammate of Trevor Ott's in Oakley. Jeff Marshall lives overseas in England, and he was a bit surprised when I reached out to him. I haven't seen his name in print that much, as I was quite taken aback when I saw your um, thing to Westy, which I thought was lovely stuff. So it's because you know you, uh, you probably he wasn't famous or anything like that, or he didn't play a lot of football. So, but... so Jeff's memories of Trevor Ott start before the Oakley Football Club. At school. He used to go to school at Oakley Tech and he moved to Huntingdale High School and he moved in. You know, I was there then, so I met him when he moved to about fourth form or something. And then we both played together at Oakley Fourth under 17. So and we had uh, a couple of good years there. We won two premierships and, and uh, he, he wasn't a terrific footballer then, but he just the second year of under 17, he so I'm winning the BNF and we beat Melbourne Force in the grand final. So it was quite a good team. And um, yeah, he just really developed really quickly. David Miller again. I was at Oakley Tech, so we would have met at, at school. And then uh, he sort of lived in that neighbouring area of Oakley. And as you got older, you met more people through, you know, turning teenagers and going out more. So we sort of, we just hit it off and then, um, he left Oakley Tech and then he went over to the, do his VCE or at Huntingdale High and then he met, you know, and he knew all those guys in, in that 
uh, area. So we all sort of knew, and then there was, you know, we went and played at Richmond, and he, mm. and then we had other guys who went and played at Oakley under 19, which was, you know, was the next level down, I suppose, in the VFA. So we all, and then we'd go out all the time. So that was our social connection, you know. So in those areas, you all went around in those those groups so we sort of knew each and just a bunch of friends and the Danny Neary's met Trevor Wright and then you know we it all sort of linked you know from different areas and we just all back each other up and look after each other and go out together. Now the name Danny Neary mentioned there is the under 19 1977 Richmond Premiership captain. Trevor Ott played for Richmond in the under 19s that year but did not play in the Premiership. And then Danny Neary went to Oakley after Richmond, like Trevor Ott. I, I, Trevor was from Oakley. We, we were all from Jordanville. So we, I don't remember playing against him as a young bloke but um, because we played in the YCW. And uh, I, I, think, I, I think my first memory was Trevor was actually at, at, at training that's from what I remember, and, we, and, and he knew sort of friends of mine, and we we sort of got to know each other really well, and um, sort of become very good friends from there. It was uh, around about this time that I received another message from Ian Westman, who knows all about Oakley's history, and he's associated with the past players there, and he had taken it upon himself to try and track down um, either of Trevor Ott's brothers, Greg or Bruce Ott. One of my best mates, um, he has a friend who knows Greg, and that's where I met Greg a few years back. And that's I Trevor's older brother? Years. That's Trevor's oldest brother. Hmm. Another brother, Bruce, who I've contacted the um, Oakley cricket sub-district side where Bruce played cricket, and so did Trevor, actually. And um, I'm, he's now on the, you know, on the way to trying to get hold of yeah. Bruce for you. It was at that point that I made a determination and a decision that regardless of the outcome of that search for Trevor Ott's brothers, this podcast would still go ahead. So while I waited to see whether anything came back from the family, Ian Westman told me his memories of Trevor. Actually, probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in life. Oddie, Oddie was the sort of bloke who made sure that people got home when they had a few drinks. Um, you know, very health conscious, you know, fitter than most of the others, uh, but still enjoyed himself. You know, he, where someone that had 20 pots, he'd have one, you know, and he was the driver. And that was the sort of guy he was. But he also was a good footballer. He, he came through Oakley Juniors yeah. uh, first before he went to Richmond. David Miller. He was the more sensible decision maker and would be you know he would go out of his way to oh no I'll, I'll i'm happy to drive home and i'll take him home and and all that and that's why we, i think i said to you on the phone the other night that i think a few of us started calling him john citizen because he was just you know the perfect citizen <laughs> trevor ott's captain at richmond danny neary if there was trouble he'd break it up and you know he he, he was a character 
<laughs> and he was great mates of everyone. I mean, everyone respected him, and he was just a lovely guy. I remember the Flea and Terry Smith and Greg Strawn. I mean, Jesus, we had a lot of lot of good players in that '77 side. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And Trevor was just the, one of those guys who stood out as the beacon, as like the minister. You know, he just kept everything under control. Well, he was a ruckman. He was he was okay. about six four, six five. He wasn't. He 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 worked very hard in the gym and. Um, because he, he was very thin when he first came, but he, he did build himself up well because he was a he was a Trojan for work. He he, he was a workhorse, you know. He, he he really worked hard on himself, and uh, and footy was his life. He was that type of person, you know. His Oakley teammate Jeff Marshall. He's quite. He, he got to be quite tall, and he was really quite quick. Because I mean, as I said, he as he's a good athlete. You know, he won the under eleven little athletics Victorian Hoosiers championship. And uh, so he was quite quick, and he was quite you know a good jump and everything like that. So he became a ruckman, and he was uh, he's terrific. He was re- he's very good. He was he's really mobile for a bloke that big. He was actually very fast. He beat most people in a sprint without any trouble, even though he was a lot taller than everybody. But and he had good skills. He tried. You know, he, he really he grew determined. Put it that way. He was always practicing and playing and handling the ball around and trying to get better. But uh, no, he's a, he's a lovely bloke, and the force. We won the flag and we won the BNF, and then uh, you know we played under 19s the next year at OP, that's one of the seniors, and uh, yeah, he won. He got the um, he, he made the representative side in his first year as a ruckman against guys like I think the first one of the first memories I have of that year we were playing Port at Port, and uh, it was a very tight game. And Trevor had actually broken his thumb in the first quarter and had just packed it up and never realised it was played with a broken thumb for the whole game. And he was one of these probably best on the ground. And, and uh, so he had a very, 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 very high t- pain tolerance, I suggest. So but that was just his determination. He was just a terrific footballer. I'm a lovely bloke. He's under 19 Richmond captain, Danny Neary. Trevor was a just a just a real a real workhorse, just a um, train. Just he was one of those guys because I mean you know I used to train pretty hard and he, he and you know he was just a great memory of Trevor was when he used to I used to live in Malvern and mm. Trevor would come over during the week and have dinner with me and he was just he was one of those lovely guys because he worked in town and um, we'd go and run and run and run and run and he was the type of guy who just you know, it was fantastic to train with because he he just bring the best out of you. you know oh, what I mean? yeah. And he was just, and I I just go back to being one of those guys at the footy club who was just a gentleman. You know, one of those gentlemen. He was just a terrific young guy. Well, it was at this point that Ian Westman came back to me to say that Bruce Ott, a brother of Trevor Ott, had contacted him, and he gave me his number. So after a good few hours of feeling a bit uncertain whether or not to call out of the blue to explain what I was doing, I rang the number and it went to a voicemail. So I left a message and I waited. So let's pick up the conversation back with Jeff Marshall and his memories from Oakley. He was living with us in, in our house in Oakley and, um, you know, he, he was always wandering down to the beach and, as I said before, it became quite fashionable when they were down on Sunday morning. But I think the doctor originally advised him with his thigh because it was quite chronic, his, his tearing of it. So he, he, in, any, in any weather, any conditions, he'd take off down the morning and stand in the cold water for a period of time. So, because he was very, you know, he had a real, 
long desire. But I think you know, to be the best he could be, but also he did really want to make um, you know the top grade. I mean, I think he, I personally believe he would have done wasn't for that his unfortunate demise. He gave he just he just went into Warrigal Road and stand in the be in the water there and just you know for an hour or so just to try to you know think he was going to help his side. But he said he um. He was very determined. He worked at the Gas and Fuel Corporation. He'd leave work at five in the morning and get to he'd go to the gym at Richmond every morning type of thing to try to you know, improve his fitness and build his strength up in a desire to get the best out of himself. I think he was probably a little bit... Now it's quite commonplace in his professional sporting world, but I don't know if I know many people who, who were, um, you know, put the time and the hours and the efforts in that he did, that for sure. David Miller, once more. Well, you know where the... Um yeah, Fed Square. Well, that used to be the gas and fuel oh, yes. buildings yeah. years and years ago, and I think he worked there. In 1980, Trevor Ott went to the Oakley Football Club from Richmond. But in 1982-83, he trained at the club, hoping to somehow make it back into the reserve side and potentially the senior side. David Miller remembers. Because I worked at uh, in Richmond and... Trevor worked in it um, in the city. A lot of times we'd we'd go before work and train at um, at the club. An old trainer, I don't know if you've, his name's ever come up, was Johnny Goss, and he he would open up for us, and a few of us would train in the gym in the mornings, and then have a shower and go off to work. So and leave because we'd park our cars there, and we could either walk up to work or. I suppose Trevor might have caught a tram up or walked up to where he had to go and then, you know, you'd come back that night and have training because I suppose you're still training two or three nights a week, I suppose. I suppose we would have been in there at seven or something like that and then start work at 8.30 or, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, we used to do that all all the time. Ian Westman. Yeah, and he still had the wish at the end to still play at Richmond. You know, he really did have the desire because I know he... I'm pretty certain he actually kept training there even after he came back to Oakley. Uh, and I think, I, I do remember him, he actually used to go to the gym. He worked in the city, but he used to go to Richmond Gym in the morning. So he still had that ambition. And uh, and I think, I, as I mentioned to you, he ended up, he died on the squash court. The date in question is Friday, January the 14th, 19... 19- 83. For David Miller, it was a second tragedy in a fortnight. He had lost his first wife at the start of January. He remembers how he heard the news of Trevor Ott's passing. Um, I was down at Sorrento with the Heaven family because of what happened. My brother rode down on his bike because his his um, in laws and that had a house at Dramana, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, well, that's no, you know, nothing unusual. He was into triathlons and everything like that. He's probably just come down to see me, and he's rode down and he said, oh, you heard what's happened to Trevor? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he told me. So, um, I got in the car and drove to. Uh, where did I drive to? Drove to the Oakley Cricket Ground because I thought there was a few mates that knew him and trying to find out whether it was true, and it was, and then I think I drove around to his parents' place. 
His Oakley teammate, Jeff Marshall, was overseas. Yeah, I was actually, yeah. I got a phone call from a friend of mine, Peter Williams, really. And, uh, yeah, it knocked us just six nights in. It was, um, it was quite unexpected. I know, you know, like he was, he couldn't, I mean, he was so fit. And I know he was going back to Richmond that year, and I thought he was going to be very good. But, um, yeah, so that was a terrible shame. I just, I, I, we were, didn't know what to do, actually. It was a real knockout. So, yeah, but there was a group of us there. I mean, there was uh, Franklin and Bernie Dunn, who was good friends with Trevor as well. He went over to play as in Perth. He was with Oakley, but he went to Perth. And we all hung around together. And there was um, you know, Peter Duncan and a, a couple of other friends of mine who we travelled around together. We were all very, very close with Trevor Rock as well. So, yeah, we, fair to say, we were all a bit taken aback. And we, you know, actually quite big on his funeral day. And, passed him off but it was yeah it was sad because he, he just got engaged and he, he just, I don't know Ian Westman um, and I can still remember when his cousin walked into uh, Pub in Oakley where I was with two other mates who were fairly um, well known Oakley players um, when the guy came in wanting to speak to someone who knew Trevor Wright and I said well what do you want and he said it's my cousin he's just died so it was a mighty shock because the guy, the guy had football ability. Danny Neary. It was tragic. You know, to, I think he was 24, 25. Yeah, it was very sad, mm. very sad. And he was a love. He was healthy. Like you know, you, you you just couldn't imagine it. And when you're that age, you you just think you're in. You 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 know you're bulletproof. And when it happened, it was. I just remember. I can remember to this day where I wasn't all shock. I was just in shock. Because we were great mates, we just built us. We had built a great friendship, you know. Westy said we were at the pub, the old Cotters in Oakley, and one of his cousins walked in and told us it was a Saturday morning, and I think it happened on a Friday night. Someone mentioned, and I'd, so I just remember someone said a mate of yours had passed away, and and I, and I and I and I sort of said who, and it was Trevor Ott, which was very, you know, I was just in shock. I'll end this podcast with each of my interviewees telling one last memory. Of Trevor Ott. Jeff Marshall. He had a heart of gold. He was loyal. He was, you know, funny. He was that funny. He was always trying to pretend he did his Muhammad Ali impersonations. And <laughs> I think he was, a, he was the world's greatest fighter. But he said he wasn't scared. He would never go at anybody. And he probably was better than he thought he was. But, but he always loved dancing around, you know, with a float like a butterfly and a sting like a bee thing. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> So he, had a, he had a funny side to him too, and uh, you know he, was a, he, he always had a great ear. Probably the biggest smile I've ever seen on a man when he got out. He really, he had a very happy, very, very happy, funny, pleasant demeanour about him. He was a terrific bloke. Danny Neary. He used to pull a hamstring, and I'd always, oh God Almighty, I'd see him on the track, and 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 I could, I knew how hard he'd work and work, and I and if he and when he'd done it a couple of times, I looked at him, and my heart just bled, you know. I could see just he was just so flattered, you know. Yeah. And, and that's now you remember now you mention it. He he carried it, he because he was a very tall, mm. and he was just so finely built, but he was sort of muscly, but you know not overly muscly. Mm. And it was like in, it was like you'd hear a ping, <laughs> and it was dad because he, you, you know, you loved him so much. 
it'd break your heart because you knew how hard you knew how hard he trained. You know, never give up. I'd look at him in the uh, old room there, and God, the docs would have days. What's the old thing with the heat lamp? I, I, I used to think, oh, what the hell was that? But whether it worked or not, you know, a lot of blokes used it, and he'd get back out in the track, and he'd put together some good, very good games, and he and he could play footy. He was, he was definitely a good. He could definitely play, and he was just an honest, very honest. You know. Ian Westman. He was around that, you know, late seventies, early eighties period where uh, he went down there and uh, just didn't quite make it. But again, he was a good VFA player. He, he had a bit of a problem. He got injured a few times, right. but um, he never fulfilled his career. And at twenty-five, he was probably just hitting his peak. And David Miller. And this is the type of guy he was. We were playing at Oakley one day, and. Uh, I did my shoulder again, and he saw me do it, and he was so angry that he he, st- he basically overstretched, and he did his his thigh muscle, his thigh muscle in. But that's the type of guy he was, you know. He'd see his mate go down, and he'd just try that much harder, or be so upset about what happened to his mate that um, he ended up doing his. I always remember that, and we were both sitting on the bench looking at you know just looking at each other, I said, this just doesn't stop, does it, Trevor, you know, so, yeah, so, but he was, you know, he would be a close friend today. Oh, that's how much of a nice guy he was. One week after I left a voice message, I sent a follow-up text to Bruce Ott, and he called me. He respectfully declined for the audio of our conversation to go into the podcast but he did allow me to take some notes and to mention them here in this podcast he said that trevor ott was a saint kilda supporter his parents barracked for saint kilda and when he was young he suffered a knee injury as a result of that it motivated him to try and kick on his alternate foot and he became very adept at kicking both feet. In regards to his passing, he died on January the 14th, 1983, on the squash court at the Gashin Fuel Corporation. Bruce said that Trevor Ott passed away from an undiagnosed heart condition. One of the valves in his heart was not functioning properly. And when he thinks back, Before that time, he recalls that Trevor would often feel lethargic um, and they initially thought that maybe he had glandular fever. Uh, He was really tired sometimes when he played with Oakley. Bruce Ott also wanted me to say that his brother died in his prime. He was part of the fabric of a football club, an under-19s reserves player, the real genuine fabric of a football club. And he believes he might have gone on to have played senior football. He was, he said, the unknown soldier. And he finished by saying that Trevor Ott could walk 1,000 miles And there wouldn't be a single person he met who would say a bad word about him.